0: Everybody, grab your Bible, pencil, and journal, and maybe even a cup of coffee, and join in on our conversation. But first, I would like for you to write this down. Romans 12, verses 1 and 2. I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Hey
1: everyone, welcome to Write This Down with Dot Bowen. My name is Kara. I am Dot's daughter, and we sit down together every week and we talk through truths and scripture. And we are continuing to talk about the will of God. And last week we talked more about the heart. In this episode, we are talking about the mind and what that looks like to renew the mind and how that is such a vital part in knowing what the will of God is in our lives. And so we are really glad that you're here and we would love for you to pull up a chair and join in our conversation.
0: Here here we go. This is so exciting. Okay. (laughs) How are we going to know the will of God? It's so exciting. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. I'm I'm getting—just calm down. Just calm down. Well, I'm glad you're excited about it. Round two. It is. It is. Round two. And we have one more, but I cannot wait. But, you know, we're just a little refresher here in the fact that we know that one of the first things that is very important that Paul is telling us— is that we have to be willing to want to know the will of God and that God's will is important to us. And that was, you know, presenting ourselves. So what's today—what's the next step? So once you get to a place where you're just told or sorry, like, God, you know what? As you said—I loved what you said, by the way. I don't know if I told you that 500 times, but— but you said, I don't want it unless you want it. I don't want to be there unless God's there. And not that you said it exactly like that, but it's kind of like that. But yeah, it, you it's get the gist. basically, I want what God wants. I want to be with God. I want God's presence. He's the most important. And that is actually presenting yourself like, God, here I am. Here I am. I'm, I'm all yours. And so that's first. Then... We talked about a little bit like well, how you can do that. Of course, it's, you know, the Holy Spirit in us would give us power. Yeah, and we touched on that. We touched on that and how that we may have to just pray and say, God, uh, give me the desire uh, to want to want to present myself to trust you. But one of the ways that Paul was telling us and how to do this is like a little clue here in this first two verses of Romans 12 is that we got to renew our mind. And we hear this all the time. I just got to think differently. I just got to, You know, not. I just got to get those negative thoughts out of my head. That's not what Paul is talking about. That's part of it. It is not what Paul's talking about. Paul's not talking about positive thinking. I just want to, I don't, I can't think of anything negative. That's not what Paul's talking about.
1: Well, I think what Paul's talking about is not being conformed by the world, which is in your mind,
0: right? Yes, it is. But it's not, it's the world's thinking, Right, that's what I'm saying. So, because yeah, he says, so, "Don't be conformed." I just think that's a really to this world.
1: Yeah, like that's a and the way you do that is by renewing
0: your mind. Because we're hearing voices all day long, the world is telling us a different way. But it, and and what I used to think, and I, and and trust me, I did this so much. What I used to think is, if I just memorize scripture. And I just said it over and over and over again. That was renewing my mind. That's not renewing the mind. That's putting positive biblical truths in it. Right, but which is important. when it's talking about, re- it is. It's, it's, and it's part of it. Again, it's you know, always half-truths or whatever. But what this is, is this is being renewed, being transformed. And so when I was taught this, it was just eye-opening. It was just like, oh, I never saw it that way. And it, and and he used that illustration when Jesus was in transfiguration. You love that story of when Peter. Well, and, yeah, I love Peter in that story because Peter is
1: yeah. just so <laughs> ridiculous. Yeah, and this like, is a great place. Yeah, wanting to build tents well, for Moses and yeah. Elijah and Jesus. It's like um, mm-hmm. I don't know that that's
0: anyway. I, I think he's funny in that situation, but but yeah. Jesus is transformed. And right. Jesus is get this glory that now you know this this God uh, divine deity this God that they knew Jesus was the Messiah. But Peter James and John were able to see Jesus transformed. He was he had well, the they glory had seen of God him in his human body
1: in his human. Right. But then they were seeing Jesus as God, which he was fully man and fully God. Mm-hmm. And so then they were seeing him, yeah, which was yeah. And so, very different view.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yes. That's why Peter was like, let's stay here forever. Yeah. But what what I feel like it's really uh, you know, telling us in this in Romans twelve is that we've got to have the thoughts of God. You hear that a lot. Like you gotta think like God. You've got to have the thoughts of God. You've got to be renewed. You can't just have these words in our minds without being able to apply them.
1: Well, I think that's, I want to go back to what you're, what you're not saying. It is very important to have the word in your mind, in your heart, to read the word, have it memorized. So memorizing scripture is, I think it is a vital part in renewing your mind. I just wanted to make that clear. If If you're not saying that that is not important but that is only most people just stop there just they just memorize it and right. then they think okay I've renewed my mind when there's a application part of memorizing Absolutely. scripture exactly. and I will say about memorizing scripture because my bible study talks about memorizing scripture a lot and I am horrible at memorizing scripture i mean i I can tell you, I can tell you what John 3.16 is and maybe two other, (laughs) maybe two Mm -hmm. other, but I'm just Mm -hmm. really bad at memorizing, like knowing exactly how it said, you know, word for word Mm -hmm. and, you know, knowing the reference exactly and all of that sort of thing. And I I think in part, because my upbringing, we, I mean, I had to memorize an entire Psalm in my high school. And so I think that there's a part Mm -hmm. of where I go to the opposite extreme where I, I don't want to memorize scripture and I, I'm not really good at it. And I wasn't even good at it then. But all that to say is I am in scripture and I do still have it. Like I know, I may not be able to recite it word for word, but I know it in my mind. Like mm-hmm. I know, you know, last week talking about the book of Daniel, you know, like I know what it says. Mm-hmm. I may not be able to recite that whole, you know, passage word for word and be able to take exactly the... Mm-hmm. You know, chapter and the verse and all of that. But so I think that's like that's the principle. It's having it in and, your mind, tucked in your heart. And that's
0: part of our reading the Bible through every every year. We're reading it from Genesis to Revelation, but we're not studying it, but it's getting it in our heads, which is very, very helpful. Right. But and I do study it. That's not what this is talking right. about. Yeah. I just wanted
1: to point on that because I do think memorizing scripture is so important. But for the person who may be like me who feels a little, like sometimes I feel like defeated because there are people in my Bible study who, mm-hmm. they can recite it and and they do apply it. They don't just recite it, but they just the practice of memorizing scripture. They're really really good at, and that is not my strength. But the Lord, but I still have scripture tucked in my heart, and I still mm-hmm. you know I know scripture.
0: I may not just have it memorized word for word. So, well, one of the things that I always say, um, truth is truth. God's truth is always true. But it becomes our reality when it's applied. And so the renewing of our minds, we first have to know what the scripture says. We have to know and we have to get it in our heads. We've got it's the word of God. And that's what's going to transfer our mind. That's what's going to help us to think like him and have his heart, you know, his mind. And that's what Paul is talking about. Like, you've got to think like like Jesus thinking, and and I think about again, let's talk about Peter a little bit. Peter, remember when uh, Jesus was talking about he was going to die and he was going to go to the cross. And Peter said, don't don't say that. No, 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 don't say that. And, um, and Jesus says, Satan, get behind me. Well, basically what he was saying to Peter is, Peter, you're not thinking what's more important to God. You're not thinking about God's plan. You're not thinking about God's purpose. You're not thinking about God's will. Again, you're thinking in a way that, about yourself, or you're thinking man's way, or the world's way, and I think that the renewing of our mind is being able to have a biblical, spiritual mentality. And and what I want to say about that, I know there's a lot of spiritual words. Is what you're about to say? No, it I wasn't can just actually. See you stirring no, not, around. That's not what I was going to say. <laughs> I could see you stirring, but, but what that means is, God, what do you think about this? Like. God, what is, like when you're talking about the will of God and you're wanting God's will, then you're like, say you're in a situation about something that you've got to make a decision, is this God's will for me? You need to think about, well, would this be something that God would want for me? Is this something that's pleasing to God? Like a lot of times, like when I'm praying and we know that Jesus is, you know, He intercedes for us, I often say, guys, how would you pray for this? How would you pray about this? Would this be something you would want from me? And it's that's the part of the renewing. It's not just putting good things in your head. You're you're transforming your thinking. You're transforming your in your molding the way you view life. It's your you hear so much about having a worldview through biblical principles. And that's kind of what this is. It's like looking at your world. And looking through it through the ways of what you would feel like would bring God glory, that you would think about, um, would this be something that God would want for me? Is this something God would pray for me for? This would be something God would cheer me on to do. So that's part. There's so much of this renewing of the mind. It's not just putting positive thoughts and positive worlds in, which is what the world will tell you. Which I I do think that
1: there is— Benefit power and to pa- mm-hmm. right. There is, I think, there is benefit to that. But yes, it is so much deeper than positive thinking. But what I was stirring about was mm-hmm. it was reminding me of something that Paul wrote in Romans eight, and I feel like it is worth because oh, is... you know we love
0: Romans <laughs> eight. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, have you just you're doing so well. I'm so
1: proud so. of you. <laughs> but I wanted to read this a little. This yeah. little excerpt in, in Romans 8 that Paul talks about with the mind. But he, it's in uh, verse 5 through, I think, 7. But it says, For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the mm-hmm. flesh. Which I think is the yep. the con- confirmation. Exactly what mean. we're saying. But I mm-hmm. think that is the conforming to the world. And then he goes on to say, But those who live according to the Spirit set their minds on things of the Spirit. For to set the mind on the flesh is death, but to set the mind on the spirit is life and peace. For the mind that is set on the flesh is hostile to God, for it does not submit to God's law. Indeed, it can't. And mm-hmm. I think like, that's what you were saying. It's keeping Absolutely. your mind on— See, this is where it's like, I may not have mm-hmm. it memorized, but I do have reference. <laughs> I know, it's, know. I know yeah. it's somewhere, and I go look for it. Yeah. Um, I knew somewhere— Even Romans though we 8, did he he just about, talk about that. <laughs>
0: Did, <laughs> yeah, but about a month ago, but yeah. um I love anyway, it. Anyway, but I
1: think that I think that is another applicable way of mm-hmm. renewing your mind. Putting it in context. Things, yeah. yeah, like setting the things of—because the flesh—and I know we talked about this when we talked about Romans, the difference in what he means by flesh, and it just means the way of the world. But, you know, thinking how the world would think, like that is not of God. So you can't—how does he—he he said— it doesn't like the that the world cannot submit to God's law, like Mm-mm. Paul says that it, it cannot do it because it's hostile. It's just totally opposite of it, yeah. right? And so, and I think that's like a huge concept that we won't even mm-hmm. we won't get into. But I just I think that is the difference.
0: It's setting the mind on what.
1: Well, you know, let's what just give are a little example
0: about yeah the world thinks like for instance the world would say like it's all about you think about you you got to you know you got to put yourself first. Jesus clearly says, you know, that we're not to put ourselves first, that we're to think of other people. That doesn't mean that we get into a hole and we don't ever think about ourselves. But when we live just for ourselves, that's not the way of God. God did not think of himself. It says in Hebrews where it said he humbled himself and, and became a man. So Jesus didn't come in this world thinking of himself he came into this world for us. He was thinking about us. When he washed the feet of his disciples, he washed Judas's feet. The world would tell you not to slap Judas. You don't even have Judas even in the room. So this is the what he's talking about: the flesh and the minds that's on the flesh and the worldly mind and the way that. What the world would tell you—that's hostile to God. That's hostile. It's against everything God is teaching you. So to renew your mind now is not just renewing it; going over—it's transforming it. And that's where it's different. When I started out with Jesus being trans in the Transfiguration, Jesus's glow, the way his appearance, everything was different than what it was when he went down the mountain. When he came up the mountain, so when he was on the mountain, he transformed. He, they could Peter and James and John saw. Jesus in his glorified self. Mm-hmm. And and so it's one of those things where it's just realizing if we're going to know the will of God and we want to know what is best for us, if we want to know what God has for us, we've got to stop thinking so worldly. You remember the 12 spies, you know, going into you know into the promised oh, yes. land. I just read about and, that. <laughs> Oh goodness! (laughs) Goodness, You're an Exodus. I know, I know. At the end of the year, you're going to be there. But anyway, but remember, they come back and they're like, "Oh my gosh, they're like we're like little grasshoppers. These are giants." And so they were thinking about the worldly thing. They were giants. They were big people. So they had their mind because the other two spies, Caleb and Joshua, the reason they Saw it differently is they knew that God said, You can take it over.
1: So it's, But here's the difference. I don't think transforming your mind is ignoring because Joshua and Caleb also said that they, yes, they are big and they, we look like grasshoppers. Like they agreed that because that, that was true. And God even said that. It's not ignoring reality. <laughs> That's what I want to point out though, because some people yeah. think like, Oh, I just can't think that, you know, I'm not good at this or I can't do this. Like, well, no, you, you may not be able to, but that's where if God's calling you, like God equips you. And that that was a difference mm-hmm. where it wasn't like Joshua and Caleb, you know, lived in this false and they thought like, oh no, you, like we're so much bigger than them. They're like, no, yeah, we are, we are tiny, but that's not what they focused on. And I think that is the mm-hmm. difference is it's what you're focusing on. And I, there's so many times when I'm trying to renew my own mind I think it depends on what the thing is that I'm trying to renew. Because there are sometimes when I—there are thoughts that I know that the enemy is trying to either get me to move ahead of God or doubt God or be fearful or whatever. And I just need to literally cast those out. I need to not even— give them a second thought. I need to just think like, no, that is not of God, or no, God would not, you know, it's I just need a lie, need to, yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah, like
1: take them out. But there, sometimes I think, and I think these are the more, the ones that are a little bit more deeper rooted, where I have to acknowledge it of, yes, I am not as big as the other people, you know, going back to Joshua. It's like, yes, I may not be able to do this, or yes, you know, like acknowledging it, okay. but then coming back around and saying, like, in saying whatever the truth is in, in that matter. You know what I mean? Like almost like a okay. repentance mentality of like, okay, like I, I'm acknowledging where I'm at, but I'm choosing to turn. I'm choosing to reject that. I'm choosing to not believe that or focus on that. And I'm going to turn
0: and focus on the ways of God. Okay, let me try to unfold because you said a lot there, a lot of stuff that weren't really approached. Positive thinking tries to not deal with reality. What you were saying is like just they were, you know, big people. They it was going to be a battle. God said that. So you know, you're saying you know, just po- you know, I I have to be honest that there may be some things that I am going through. There may be some difficulties. they may be, you know, if I've been abused, I've been abused. I, it's not positive thinking. It's not like oh I wasn't abused. Yes, you were. You know, it's, it's or even say like oh that was fine. denying told- <laughs> reality. Oh yeah, yeah, I don't care. Yeah, it's fine. You know. You're not denying reality. You're being honest with what's really happening. Joshua and Caleb had God's word. God said, go over there. I'm giving you the land. Where the spies was looking at the world, they were, they were not concentrating on what God was saying. In other words, let's go with abuse. If you were abused and if you're going through a heart, attack, that happened. But God's a healer. God it can come in and he can take that horrible situation and somehow I don't know how he does it but by the holy spirit or, or through you know healing however long it takes God can turn what was supposed to be horrible into something more beautiful that's not denying the reality so renewing your mind And I don't even like to use the word renewal. I I like transforming, right? Transforming your mind is taking reality and the truth, but adding what God says about it, adding about what God says about you or the circumstances. Like he, you know, we always quote this thing, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You can't do all things by yourself, but you can do all things through Christ.
1: Well, I think that verse is funny, because in context, it's like i I could not go and do be a gymnast. I'm five foot ten. If I got on the parallel bars, my feet would hit the other bar like I can't <laughs> <laughs> like it does not matter no matter like admit, it doesn't matter yeah. how many times you print that on a t-shirt mm-hmm. before a sporting event. It's like right. that is not. What that means, and maybe yes, maybe as God has called, if you're five foot and you have the body and the abilities of a gymnast, but I cannot claim that verse and be like, I can do all things through Christ to give me strength and go flat my feet, slap my feet on a parallel bar. But I think it, like he's he's talking so much more about the mind, which people use that I think for the f- physical world, you know, like sports or work or I don't know, Flesh. whatever. Flesh so, yeah, yeah, fleshly yeah, it's things. It's the world. Maybe that is that. what God's called you to. I'm not saying that, but I just it's he's more so what you're saying. It's like he's more so using that of you cannot fight the battle in your mind apart from the strength of like he will give you, like what's the verse? I can do all things like you can do <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> You can do all things. <laughs> Told you I'm Thanks not gonna write the scripture. Yeah it's like you can overcome those thoughts. You can overcome what abuse or what trials or tribulations that have come your way
0: by the you renewing of, you know, by Christ's yeah. strength. And that's why it says, it's a don't, don't be conformed to this world. People will say, if you just think it, then you can do it. If you just dream, if you just imagine, it can come reality. Now, remember, we're talking about God's will for our life. So you go back to the gymnast. Maybe God doesn't want you to be a gymnast. Maybe <laughs> God didn't give you that body to be a gymnast. But sure there didn't. could be people, and we see, I see it all the time, uh, we think about pro athletes, and we think about pro basketball players, and there'll be somebody that's short. And like they may not have the body, but for whatever reason, they have the gifts and the ability. Right, he still and equipped so, them. You know, right. He still equipped them. So what we're saying is this. We're trying to discern... What is the will of God? And how can we know for certain that this is will of God? And what Paul is saying is, number one, you've got to want it. You've got to desire it. And God's got to be more important to you than the will of God. He's He's got to be number one. You've got to surrender your life. And that's a living life. And it may be a sacrifice. Yeah. But I want to clarify what you mean by that, because I know that you mean
1: it is wanting to know who Jesus is more than wanting to know His will. And that's a very fine line. You want to know him, yes, more than wanting to know what he wants for you, because I think it is a very
0: well.
1: It that can be sound confusing. I just want to clarify that mm -hmm. where of what you mean. But you know, in
0: reality, why would you even want the will of God if you didn't want Him?
1: I think that you're needing to want Him more than wanting to know what He wants for you. I think when you get to know Him, then this what we've been talking about, then you will know the will of God, but.
0: So what I think the key to the whole thing is that we've got to change the way that we're thinking. And we can't think as the world thinks. We've got to know what scripture says. We've got to know what God says. We have to know what is important to God. We've got to understand what is important to him, which is us loving him with all of our hearts, so with us loving other people. He's very passionate about unity and not have division. These are things that are very important to God. We need to know that. And so when we're trying to conform uh, and transform our minds, we've got to know the things of God. We just have to know Scripture. I also think it's really
1: important because you just said unity
0: and not having dissension
1: and all that. What that is, I just also want to clarify that because what you mean and what Scripture means is unity within the body of Christ. I think a lot of times we try to unify ourselves with the world. And it's like, mm-hmm. that's actually the complete opposite yeah. of what we're called to do. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I think we can be in the world, and I think we can love people who are in the world and have the mind of the world and disagree with them. But I think the whole, you know, the unifying and not having dissension, it's among believers. And I, I think that's one yeah. thing that we miss that. But I think that, and that's going back to renewing our mind. And mm-hmm. the whole, I was looking at what the word renewal means in Greek and it's like it's just so simple it's just complete it's changing for the better completely in mm-hmm. a complete change for the better yeah and I think I, I think this is where it's like it, it's helpful to know the fruits of the spirit which I say that and I don't even think mm-hmm. I have a memorized I know patience is in there kindness gentleness <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know what else yeah I think when it comes down to like day-to-day life it's like okay I think generally speaking, we kind of, if we're believers, we may have a general idea of what this means to have, you know, renewing our mind and not being conformed by the world or to the world. But it's like in the day to day, you know, deciding things for your kids or for your marriage Mm -hmm. or friendships or your own life, you know, whatever. I think sometimes, sometimes I think it's harder when there's not a clear—like, there are certain things that are very clear, like, okay, this is of the world and this yeah. is of the Spirit. But the things that—sometimes you're trying to decide or going between two things that may be of the Spirit, or That's maybe bad, you can't mm-hmm. discern what that is, you know? And I think those are the things that can be a little difficult.
0: I think it is very difficult, as we try to put this in, in the context of what we're talking about and what Paul's talking about, about knowing the will of God. I think it's very, very important that, like you said, there's two things, like— you know, one may not be, either one of them may not be a sin, may not be something. You don't know what you want, what God wants for you. Uh, do you stay here or do you go to a mission field? What does that, mean? you know, like, how do we know that? And that's what we're going to talk about next week because it always it comes all together. But before we can really know and trust that what we're doing and how, what we, what, the choices that we're making and, and where we are right now that we are in the will of the father before we can really know that we've got to, you know, check our heart, make sure, you know, that we're surrendered totally to the will of the father. And then too, making sure that our thinking is clearly that, um, mm-hmm. I cannot well, tell is... you how many times I cannot tell you how many times someone has said to me, you know, I feel like God is wanting me to leave my husband and go marry someone else. It's, already married, like, have an affair. And I'm like, what? Like, you think that so clearly. Like, God would never say that. But because they want that, and they've convinced themselves that this is God's will for them, but it goes against Scripture. So one of the things about transforming our minds and stuff is that we want to make sure that we, what we're thinking, and the things that we're wanting— and that we're choosing are things that are not contrary to what when, God would want or His will. Right. When
1: I think, too, there's it's like anything—at least what I do is I check myself of like, okay, if—because sometimes what we want can be really tricky in how it slips slips in there and convinces us that what we want is what God wants. And sometimes in order to check that in myself— I ask myself the opposite of like. Okay, let's say I'm not this person. I'm not married or anything. Let's say I was that person who had said like, okay, I think my I think God's wanting me to leave my husband for another, you know, married man. I would tell myself like, okay, what if God was asking me to stay? Like, would I be okay? Like, basically, like, what how would I feel about that? What would what goes on in my heart in that regard? Because I think that shows a surrender of like, if you think does that make sense? Like, but that's trying to work our way into our own thinking or our desires. No, I'm saying that's a way I check myself. If there's Mm -hmm. something that I'm wanting to do and Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, that's I'm gonna do that, whatever it is, good or bad, I check myself of like the alternative. Like, okay, well the alternative would be Mm -hmm. to stay. How do I feel about that? You know, do I have this like rebellious, like, oh, I'm not doing that no matter what, or do I have a peace about
0: it, or does it feel like uncomfortable, but that's like how to discern whether what you want is really what God yeah. wants. But right now, what I want to do is that we've got to have the mind of Christ. we Like, for instance, what you're saying, like, well, would I be willing to stay? But if you don't know that it is it is not God's will to commit adultery, then if you don't know that, that would, you wouldn't be, well, would I be willing to stay? That's not conforming your mind. What I'm saying is you've got to know what God's, Word says you got to know what God says is not of His will, before you can really begin to now discern and say, you know, well, what am I feeling and my desires and all these is that of, you know, this is something I want is this God's will? And that's but before we get there. We've got to know what the Scriptures say, because God's not going to go against what He's already said. He's And He's not going to say He's for something, or He wants you to go in that direction that He's already told you that's not a direction mm-hmm. ever He would ever want or you to Or even
1: go. for not forgiving someone, because some people, you know, be like, mm-hmm. I, you know, I'm not going to forgive this person. It's like, okay, well, I mean, I know there's a process in forgiveness, and you may not be ready to, but some people say it as if that is what God wants them to do. It's like, well, God would... Clearly, God tells you to
0: forgive because He has forgiven us, you know. That's right. Yeah, it's not an option. Right. Um, and, I that's mean, it's saying. an option because we choose to disobey. I think that that's just one of those things that, again, it's going back to knowing and conforming your mind to what really truth is saying. What is God saying? What would He say? What would He want? Having His mind, having His thoughts. And the only way that you do it, you're not going to have the—you're not going to literally have God's mind. There's— we're human. But we can have the mind of Christ. Scripture clearly says that. And what that means is we are thinking and wanting and desiring what He wants and he desires that we're thinking that. You know, when Jesus was about to go to the cross in John 17, He was saying, you know, I pray, I wish I could take, you know, the disciples out of the world, but I can't. But I pray that the world won't be in them. And what Jesus' heart was is that He knew that, that they were going to be in this world and they were going to be tempted and they're going to be thinking, they're going to hear all the the ways of the world and they're going to be tempted to to not know what is of God and what is uh, of the world. And I think that the renewing of our mind and not being conformed to the world's thinking, I think pretty much if we say this is how the world thinks, you can go the opposite and that's probably more the way God would think. And uh, I think for us, as we think about the will of God and how can we know the will of God, which we want to go back to that, is that we're going to have to know and have our minds set on the things of God yeah. and not I mean, basically, in a nutshell, selves.
1: we cannot even attempt to know the will of God until we have our mind and heart right. And last week, we talked about the heart, and this week, we're basically talking
0: about our talking mind. About the mind. Yeah. Yeah. But next week, that's the exciting part.
1: Well, clearly, we can I can't wait to get the there because I God. keep
0: talking about.
1: <laughs> I it. Not you even keep no talking one. about. It. I, that's true,
0: it but I would say, be helpful
1: if I knew what we were talking about.
0: <laughs> I know, but that's why it makes it authentic, and we, you know, that's yeah, why yeah, it makes yeah, a great I conversation. I don't send anybody <laughs> a uh, bullet, um, you know, spreadsheet. <laughs> this is what we're going to talk about. But I, I, I know, just, think I'm that just kidding. But for me, it's exciting because, carrot, really and truly, we can know the will of God. I mean, that's exciting. And that's going to be towed and talked about next week.
1: Thanks for listening. I'm so glad that you could be a part of our conversation. To continue the conversation, you can find Dot on social media at Dot Bowen or visit her website Dot Bowen.com. Subscribe, like and share with your friends and we will see you next week on Write This Down with Dot Bowen.